You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. Ian, four straight wins, one game back in the East behind both the Orioles and Blue Jays heading into Tuesday. Now, part of that win streak you can obviously kind of give to the Diamondbacks. It's a team that's obviously struggled all season. They came around at the perfect time for the Red Sox. They were able to sweep that. But then a big win on Monday over the Indians, and it was not easy by any stretch. A 3-2 to two win that got real tight late, um, but a good win and, and one that they could use because the close ones have been the tough ones, haven't they, Ian? I mean, this team has piled up lots of runs and won lots of blowouts, but the close wins, those one-run games, have been a little tougher to find. Yeah, exactly. The Red Sox really needed to win a game like the one they won in Cleveland on Monday. Look, one of those low scores. Uh, you know, low-scoring games on the road that, uh, you know, these are, these are the type of games that you're going to play, you know, down the stretch. This is September and October baseball right there, and they had to prove that they can win a game like that. So I thought it was a real good win. Uh, this road trip will be a good test for the Red Sox to see kind of where they're at just with some of the, the travel logistics. So yeah, I think the Red Sox have to be feel good about you know, where they are because they haven't played great baseball for the last two months. And they're right there. I mean, they're one game out. They're leading the wild card. So I think uh, this team hasn't played to its capability yet other than really the first couple months of the season. So I think they have a golden opportunity here coming coming down the stretch. Yeah, certainly a good spot to be in. When you look at that game against the Indians, I was 3-1 to one in the eighth. Ian Drew Pomerantz gets his first win with the Red Sox, and he pitched real well. I would have loved to not see him face Rajay Davis in that eighth inning, though. Was there was uh, Farrell asked about that after the game? Davis had homered earlier in the game. He comes up in the eighth. Pomerantz, I mean, he, his pitch count wasn't crazy high, but I just felt like maybe that was the time to pull Pomerantz. Instead, Davis doubles again, and the game gets a little closer. Yeah, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, the, the bullpen has been a little shaky as a whole of late, so he's just trying to go as long with, with Pomerantz as he can. And you saw it got dicey with Kimbrell there in the ninth. So, you know, I just uh, if he got him out there, it might have been an uh, even bigger conference boost for, for Pomerantz. But, uh, no, I didn't really have a problem with that. Yeah, maybe uh, good for Kimbrell to at least get out of this one. The leadoff double in the ninth and then a walk. Suddenly it's first and second, nobody out. But then he steps up big time. He gets the two big strikeouts. He gets the pop out. He gets the save. Um, I don't know if you can count that as a confidence builder when you give off the leadoff double, but the ability to work out of it was nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. I think that Kimball's a guy. He doesn't get rattled out there. I mean, his command isn't great right now. He's still coming off a knee surgery that was only a month ago, and he hustled to get back, and he's still um, – some days he doesn't feel great, but he's grinding through it right now. And the situation is never going to get – too big for him, and you saw that uh, in Cleveland on Monday, where you know two on, nobody out, and he found a way to get through that. He got better as the inning went along and kind of <laughs> finished strong. So I'm sure that was a good, you know, a good confidence boost for him too. Before we move on to the rest of this road trip, and you mentioned what a big road trip it is, and and some crazy travel as well. Uh, I wanted to touch back on Sunday because a special day for Mookie Betts. Yet another special day for Mookie Betts as he hits three homers for the second time this year, and he's the first player since Ted Williams in 1957 to do that, two three-homer games in one season. I think just the second Red Sox to do it, period. Um, But this guy, just when you think you've seen the best of Mookie Betts, he does something else. He just continues to wow. Yeah, I mean, he's only 23 years old, so we're going to be wowing, I think, hopefully for a long time. 
And, you know, you look at this guy, he was your leadoff hitter and such a, you know, a dynamic leadoff hitter with his speed and power. And now you move him to the number three spot in the order because it's just a situation where, uh, you know, his power is too valuable to have at the leadoff spot. And you saw it Sunday with the eight RBIs, what he can do when he's in the middle of the order. I uh, love the combination of Dustin Pedroia hitting in front of Mookie instead of behind him because what was happening, Tim, was Mookie was getting on base a lot and Dustin hits a lot of ground balls, so Dustin was hitting into a lot of ground balls. So, you know, Dustin was hitting into a lot of double plays. So I think this combination is much better. Now Dustin can get on, you know, Dustin can be on and Mookie can drive him in and, you know, wait till once Bogart gets hot again, you know, he's really cooled off here over the last month or so. If you can get him going, then this, this lineup can just get, you know, devastating again like it was earlier in the season. Yeah, because you look at the bottom of this lineup and currently the way they're swinging the bats, nobody is better than Sande Leone in the eighth spot and Benintendi in the nine hole. I mean, both those guys hitting around 400 grand in Benintendi, an extremely small sample size still at this point, but he has impressed. Um, a lot of movements as far as the roster goes this week because Hanley Ramirez on the bereavement list. Uh, Marco Hernandez is up from AAA. Um, Devin Marrero back up from AAA. How long a stay are those guys going to have? Um, you know, we may have to be seeing. I mean, with, with Hanley, he's going to be back in the lineup. Uh, he'll be back with the team on Thursday, it looks like. So at that point, you probably send, uh, you know, Marrero down. And right now with uh, – you know, right now with Marco Hernandez, could be here for a little bit because, you know, as it was before, they were playing with an extra pitcher. So they, they needed that extra position player after they sent uh, Bryce Brents down. So I think that, you know, you could see Marco Hernandez here probably until uh, Chris Young gets back, and that's probably a few days away still as Chris continues to get a bats uh, down at AAA. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to see how that goes. And Hernandez was really swinging a hot bat down in AAA, so hopefully he can kind of bring that up for a short stint into Boston. All right, the schedule. Obviously, they were at home for for a little stretch there with the Yankees and D-backs, but then they go to Cleveland for one game because the makeup from April, they play that on Monday, and now it's two games in Baltimore, and then Detroit, and then Tampa Bay. Uh, Some crazy travel, a long road trip, and this is one of those road trips that I think is going to tell us a lot about this team, but none of those games are bigger than these two with Baltimore right now. No, these are big. I mean, these are the first of all, these are the two games that are in front of you. And, uh, you know, right now the American League is used to separated by one game between three teams. And this would be a huge uh, time for the Red Sox to come here and take two, you know. I'm sure they'd be happy even if they split. The one thing you don't want to do is, is lose two. And then, you know, you go right to Detroit on Thursday for just a crazy uh, scheduling thing where you're playing at 1 o'clock. It was obviously a move by the Tigers to stick it to Dave Dombrowski, <laughs> who you know left the Tigers last year, and there was talk that they um, they fired Dombrowski, but I think what really happened was they get the sense that Dombrowski was going to leave the Tigers to pursue another opportunity like the Red Sox or like Toronto or somebody at the end of the so they fired him before he quit, and now they've decided to <laughs> take that out on him by scheduling a one I mean, it's just so obvious that that's why – to have a one o'clock Thursday day game with a team coming to town. I mean, you don't do that to anybody. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what you know what the Red Sox have in store for their schedule next year when when Detroit comes to town. Yeah, there's always payback. There's always a possibility. And that game, those games looked a little bigger when the Tigers were playing better a week ago or so. They've kind of fallen back a little bit, but still obviously a, a tough team and a tough team on the road. As far as that Orioles series goes, you look at the pitching matchups for these two quick games. Eduardo Rodriguez has been a little better lately, and he faces Giovanni Gallardo uh, tonight, Tuesday, to kick it off. So that's one where... 
Maybe the edge goes to the Red Sox a little bit. Gallardo has certainly struggled, but then a great matchup on Wednesday. It's David Price against Chris Tillman, the two aces, or at least aces on paper. That one should be real good in that little ballpark with these lineups. I mean, that's going to have a great atmosphere, I think, and, and a lot of drama around Wednesday night's game. Yeah, no, it will be. And look, David Price, I feel like he's building up to a point where he's going to finish this year strong. And, you know, I really like the the Porcello comparisons people are going to have been making. That look, Porcello really struggled the first few months of last season. It takes guys a while to get, uh, you know, to get acclimated to the whole Boston thing. And uh, people forget that Rick Porcello really finished strong at the end of the last five weeks of last year and really kind of uh, put down the base for the year he's having this year. So you look for David Price now to, to maybe do the same thing. Uh, he pitched well the other night. Um, by and large, I think he's pitched, uh, except for you know, the, the one Dodger Stadium was kind of a clunker, but he pitched well in Anaheim. Uh, they might have left him in one one inning too long in Seattle, but he pitched really well out there. And then uh, last time out against the Diamondbacks, made a, you know, a couple of mistakes, but uh, pitched a strong game. So you look for him to maybe kind of catch fire, and boy, this would be a great way to get started. Like you said, with this great pitching matchup we're going to have on uh, you know on Wednesday night at Camden Yards. Here's a question for you, Ian. If the if the wild card game was tomorrow and the Red Sox were in it and they could throw anybody, would they throw David Price or Rick Porcello? Yeah, I mean, right now, based on what you've seen, you'd have to go with Porcello. I mean, he's been their best pitcher. You know, I think what uh, you know, Tim, what you'd like is for the end of the season, um, if you can get to that game you really need to have, you'd like to have the confidence in David Price to get him that start. Because to me, Porcello is still more of a number two or number as, as well as he's pitched this year. Uh, your, with your best uh, for your to best layout success for your team, I think he's a number two or number three starter, and you really want David Price to be to be your horse. So hopefully, you know, they can. I think that's what these last few weeks of the season will be key for to see if you can build him back up to that point. Yeah, they certainly didn't give David Price that contract so that Rick Porcello could pitch a one-game uh, winner-take-on playoff game. That is, that is for sure. So we will see how that plays out, um, and hopefully, like you said, Price can get it going and kind of take any questions about that possibility out of the factor. And the wild-card game, you don't always get to pick because you usually have to play right down to the end of it anyway, so you don't usually get to uh, decide who's going to be your starter. It's just who's up next in the rotation. So we will see, but if they're in that spot, I'm sure they'll be excited just to be ready to play some October baseball. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Red Sox edition. For Ian Brown, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.